Okay, here we go. The Panda Magazine. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Magazine. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last go. Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. The Planet Mikey podcast is brought to you by Dr. Robert Leonard. 1-800-GET-HAIR. The very best there is in the permanent hair restoration business. Dr. Matthew Lepresti, chief surgeon. Dr. Robert Leonard himself. And the crew will eliminate your baldness pronto. Pronto. And it'll be permanent. They're the greatest. 1-800-GET-HAIR. Tell them Mikey sent you and you're in need of your hair. Hi, boys. Hello. Uh, the, uh, welcome to the show. I'm filling in for Mikey tonight. Uh, it's me, Zeke Mowat, famous for my Patriot missile. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, good. We got the rim shot. Today is my 65th birthday. That's, Damn. That's my problem. I, uh, you know, it just happened to be. That's just the way it turned out. You're old enough to be my grandfather. You know, years and years and years ago, Technically. I, I felt like I was a... I, years ago, I felt like I was a, a man trapped in a woman's body, but then I was born. <laughs> Rim shot. Jesus, Jesus, Smitty, what's going on? What's going on over there? The smoke blowing your way? Uh, yeah, that's the way it is. But, you know, now I'm at the age, things are different for me. Like, I was trying to explain. I have an eight-year-old son, William. William James Adams. And how old did you just turn? 65. Okay. Yeah. In fact, when my wife was pregnant with him, I thought we were going to have an adult. <laughs> but I, we had the boy. This is going to be a long show. I was 56 when I had him. And uh, I explained, I'm trying to explain to him the other day, you know, he had a little stomach thing going on. And I said, you know, if you accident, it's okay once in a while if you accidentally poop in your pants. But you know what? He still makes fun of me anyway. <laughs> Rim shot. Do I have to shit? Do I have to yell at all? Do you have to shit? I don't know. Do you? <laughs> uh, no, it's tough getting old. I know that Ben doesn't know anything about this because Ben, how old are you? Thirty-three. You're just a youngster. Let me tell you something. When you get to be my age, work is a lot less fun, and fun is a lot more work. <laughs> Rim shot. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is what happens. The older I get, you know, the, the earlier it gets late. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I've I'm, I'm been drinking, as you can tell. Been drinking a little bit today. What have you been drinking? Mostly o- orange juice. Oh, stuff okay. like that. I, I want to thank uh, whoever... Pulp or no pulp? Whoever baked this birthday cake. <laughs> this is good. You know, at my age, the candles cost more than the cake. <laughs> Or as my old friend Dick Raditz used to say, at my age, two rules, the doctor told me. Never waste a hard-on and never trust a fart. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Dick Raditz waited to tell me that until I was a full-grown man. I met Dick Raditz, actually. I want to just talk about the monster if I could for a second. He's been gone now. uh, It'll be 14 years next month. Since Raditz passed away, fell down the stairs at his house, hit his head mm. on the fireplace, died instantly. It was a terrible way to go. 
But when you're 380 pounds and you fall down the stairs, there's not going to be good things that happen at the bottom. Most things are going to be instant. Going to be bad. And uh, sadly, we lost Monster back then 14 years ago, uh, the day before. He officiated your wedding? Well, he didn't officiate. Uh, he, we hired him to throw, fastball, uh, throw fastballs at my ass with oranges. Um, <laughs> that, but no, that was only on the honeymoon. Okay. No, uh, Raditz was there, though. I have so many more questions now. He was there. He was there, okay. Yeah, Raditz was one of the classic, funniest people I've ever met. I, I, of course, I met him when I was 10. He was the first major leaguer I ever met. And you he were and, friends ever since. He, well, no, I mean, not right away. You know, it would have been kind of creepy. I was only 10. But, no, he, was, he came in and did a speaking engagement at a Manchester, Connecticut uh, sports night, along with Jim Boughton of the Yankees. And... Uh, and he walked in, and he was huge. And you know, I loved the Red Sox. I idolized the monster because he was the best player on the team, he and Yaz. And he came walking in, and I'm looking at my, my dad, who's about six feet tall, was dwarfed, obviously, by Raditz. And he goes to me, he goes, well, Mike, is he as big as you thought he was? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> wow. And he, he was so huge. And he goes, how you doing, kid? I never forgot it. Because uh, I have a lot of people have said things to me after since then, major leaguers too, but that was the one I remembered. How you doing, kid? And I swear to God, the last time I saw him, before he passed away, the first thing he said to me was, "How you doing, kid?" Because that's what he always said. You know, he'd call me at night, and he'd say, "Hey, Mikey," and I hear the voice. It sounds like Andre the Giant. So you say, <laughs> well, "Okay." Hey, I'd say, "Hey," he'd say, "It's the old right-hander." He like he had to let me know who it was. It's the old right-hander, and he like with that voice. We ended up doing a radio show together. Well, first I I saw him again at fantasy camp in '87, and that was a huge week-long party. And he and Gary Bell were like the master of ceremonies of the kangaroo court, and just funny every single night. I ended up doing a radio show with him for a few years on Sunday morning at EEI, the Mike and the Monster Show, and it was pure baseball, and it was so great and so much fun and so uh, enjoyable. Uh, to have uh, Dick Raditz on the show. He he had funny lines, though, you know? And we're walking down the hall one day to have a cigarette, back when we both were smoking. And, uh, and alive. And he stopped in the middle of the hall, lifted his leg, and he was going to cut some cheese or something, and he, this little, you know, little tiny thing came out. He turns to me, he goes, Jesus Christ, that was so weak, the stink fell off it. <laughs> now, I've never... I never heard an expression like that. But uh, he and Tiant at the fantasy camp, they were like a comedy team, too. Tiant would sit nude on the pile of towels so that when the campers came out of the shower, he'd pull one right out from under his ass and give him the next towel. <laughs> oh, hey, you need a towel, man? Here's one for you. Here you go, man. Okay, here's your towel. Pull it right out from under his ass. <laughs> and he knew the campers would take it and use the towel. So we were laughing. So Raditz walks by, and he says, hey, because Tiant smokes cigars while he was doing this. Raditz says... Hey, Tion, why don't you put out that fucking turd you're smoking? And Louis goes, Louis goes, hey, fuck you, Monstro. He's better than your fucking breath, man. He goes, at your house, you don't need black flag. You just go, when all the fucking bugs die. <laughs> anyway, Dick Raditz, one of my faves. But uh, it's tough getting old, I'm telling you. You got that rim shot ready? Do you, do you have it ready? That's okay. That's okay. Oh, that, that, I want the whole thing, including the symbol. Ah, thank you. 
Thank you very much. You know, seriously, though, Ben, you'll find this out. You're 30 what? Three? Mm-hmm. As you get older, you tend to think about all the people you've lost along the way. And that's why I decided a long time ago that being a tour guide just wasn't right for me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ben. So, Ben, I want you, want mm. you to check in with me on something very, very important. Yes, okay? what's that? I got a sick wife at home. Uh, okay, you want me to check in on you, your wife? you still have that hot water bottle I lended you? <laughs> <laughs> um, the Jussie Smollett story. Okay, this, yes. is, this is weird. This is a weird story. And I, I kind of knew, and didn't you, that it was weird from the beginning? Because why would... First of all, I don't know anybody who has a MAGA hat. Do you? No. I don't, I've never even met somebody who owns a Make America Great hat, red hat, that you see. Actually, I mean, I do as a joke. Someone, I know someone who has one as a joke. See, I don't even know anyone yeah. who has one as a joke. I just don't know anyone, and I sure, certainly don't have one. But if you did, let's say you and your best friend did have one. Yeah. And you, and you want to go somewhere to, to just show it off. Would you go to the south side of Chicago? Would probably be one of the last places I go. Would you go at two, three in the morning? Mm, no, no. Would Would you uh, go when it was nine degrees in a polar vortex? Mm, with just the mega hat? Well, for any. <laughs> All right, let's take the hat out of it. Would you ever just do that? <laughs> uh, not sober, certainly. Okay. Now, would you, if you did do that? Yes. Would you? <laughs> Would you bring bleach? I mean, this is the weirdest story I've ever heard in my life. And and everyone should have, like, at, the, at least right at the beginning said, wait a minute. We better check into this because this there's some oddities mm. in this particular story. Mm-hmm. Instead, what happened was the, the media said, oh, wait, look at this. Look at these two mega guys attacking this guy just because he's gay and just because he's black. Come on. Seriously? That's the time of day you would do that? If you were going to be an attacker, okay, would you be, first of all, looking for somebody to even be out in nine-degree weather at 3 o'clock in the morning? Mm, not likely. No. And, and if you were, it would be some, some totally different reason. For no, me, I, I mean, think. the problem with that is, you know, I, I like our law better than I like our media, you know, the whole innocent until proven guilty thing. Yes. But the media turns everyone into guilty immediately. Until proven innocent. Until proven innocent. And, and then when proven innocent, the media just kind of shares away from us. <laughs> right. They say, no, 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 we weren't saying yeah, They say, can you blame us for thinking that, though, because there's so many assholes out there? Well, yeah, there are assholes out there, but they're not at 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, the whole thing was ridiculous. Now, what should happen to this guy? Because he should go to jail. In effect, he's put a hate crime himself out there. Yeah. You know, well, he, just, he made it worse for anyone who actually does happen to go through it, and we're not pretending that it doesn't happen. Right. Stuff does happen, right? and it's a nasty, awful world. But for anyone that actually deals with it, now we all look at it questioning it. Right. Because and, you're a douchebag. And there's nobody that's not for... fame. There's nobody that's not for justice when something bad like that actually does happen. But if you throw that out there and the media takes it and runs it, and it becomes the top story in America, mm-hmm. and it's fake, it's bullshit, it's totally made up because he... It has to get attention or something. I don't know what the sickness is, but it, it's a weird, weird thing, man. And everybody's been talking about it because these things have happened before, and it does defray 
the impact, the necessary impact of real situations that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's. I'm he, should, say, he should go to jail. I mean, I, I look at it. You're you're a, that's a horrible, horrible thing to do. He should go to jail for a year, one year, one year, <laughs> one year. <laughs> this is easy, right? Judge, I think Judy. that's done. One year, go to jail. Huh? Al Sharpton, the Tawana Brawley case. That was another hoax. But you know, Sharpton's a like, he's a uh, what is he? He's a charlatan. Yeah, no, exactly. That's he's exactly. A, he's a user, and he's not even from Charlotte. <laughs> Thank you very much. You know, it's getting to the point where I'm getting so old that I can't even keep up with all the things I hate. <laughs> it's true. You know, there's a long like. Let me just tell you something. Actually, I'm not going to go as far as to say I hate these things, but I'm going to give you some things. Yes. That I just, for whatever reason, don't give a shit about. Hmm. Okay. All right. Um, hot sports takes. You know, I did it for 23 years. I was doing hot sports takes as often as they <laughs> asked me to, and for money. At right now, dance when, monkey. When I hear someone trying to get their give their take on a hot sports topic, I know that this is something. Five, six nights a week, they got to think of something fresh. Doesn't make it right. I can't listen to it anymore. It's like, with all due respect, you might be a nice guy, you might be really wildly entertaining, and you might have wonderful children and a nice yard, but I don't give a fiddler's fuck what you're saying about that game. Two nights ago, your take on why this happened or that happened. I like to watch the games. I still love the teams. But I just don't give a shit what this guy over here has to say about it. I've lost my love for sports radio. No, you're supposed to go... That's just one thing. Well, sports radio has lost its love for you, too. I know. I know. And that's okay. That's good. The feeling is mutual, so there's... Zen in the world again. That's that's exactly the way I want it to be now. <laughs> you know, it turned out I like the NBA All Star Game. All right, yeah. I had nothing. I was so bored. I turned it on, mm-hmm. and, and this whole showbiz intro. You know, they got the rap guy doing the rap stuff. Then they got the the, the players. They introduced them on these. They're standing on pedestals, literally on pedestals with fl- floodlights shining on the spotlights. This is not a team sport when you do that, when you glorify and worship the individual stars of this game and make it like, oh, look, we're unveiling new gods, you know, new Greek gods. That's stupid. Play the game. Play defense. Don't just shoot three-pointers. Don't make the final score 160 to 150. Fuck that. It's fine the way it is. My point is, I don't give a shit. It's an exhibition. Yeah, I don't don't give a shit. Gives a fuck. I don't give a shit about Cardi B. Do you? Uh, No. How about anything Kardashian? Do you give a shit about anything? No, 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 no. Anything Kardashian? Any sister of them? Anybody they married? Any clothes they wear? What nail polish they use? How much Botox is in their ass? Do you care? No, I don't care. See, me neither. Smitty, you don't care. I love the Kardashians. <laughs> Smitty loves the Kardashians. He's got a Kardashian bobblehead. <coughs> uh, well, I've seen that video. The head doesn't bobble. Do you, did you see the? Did you see the? Well, you didn't see her original sex tape then. Yeah, the head bobbled. No, there was no motion in that ocean. Do, did you uh, see the latest Subaru? It was like, it was like swimming in the Dead Sea. <laughs> Just, you just lie oh, there and, you and, you, a... and you float your way through. 
I saw a Subaru commercial on TV. Now, I'm an English. I didn't know I was making a joke, so. I consider myself a wordsmith, Bill. I'm a wordsmith, and I hear the Subaru ad. Now, you're a copy guy. This is Bill Smith, who's done maybe the greatest history of production in the Boston radio market for the intercom company. He's highly underpaid at $55,000 a week. Uh, But this, this copy was wrong. I hear the Subaru ad goes like this. It says... The 2019 Subaru, the longest-running, most trusted Subaru. Most trusted. This commercial sucks. You're right. The copy is terrible. In 2019, the most trusted and longest-running Forester ever. It's the 2019. How do you know it's the longest-running Subaru ever if it's just come out this year? And they put it in their national TV ads. Those sons of bitches. Uh, <laughs> am, I, am I all over the place? A little bit, but it's fun. I like to try and, you know, hang on to the railing as the train gets derailed. <laughs> a point I guess I'm trying to make here is that I'm old. And I, uh, while we it's have true. cake here, and this is great, uh, this is going to have to be it for me in birthdays. I'm all done from this point on. Not that I'm going to die and not have another one. I'm just not going <laughs> to celebrate them anymore. You know, it's getting like last year. You know. I got so drunk on my birthday last year. How drunk did you get? I had to take a bus home, and that may not sound like any big deal to you, but I've never even driven a bus. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm wearing my glasses. Can somebody find my glasses for me? (sighs) I'm so old I remember when water was free and you had to pay for porn. Did I already say that one? Where's the rim shot? God damn it. Now, you, what you do is, of course, you're a young guy. You're 33. Right? Mm. So you go online and you try to, you know, troll for hot chicks out there on the Internet. Is there some, what is it called? Uh, Stinger? Bender? Twitter? I've never been on any of those. What, what, what's the one that? The dating stuff? Grinder, Tinder? Tinder. Yeah, Tinder, that's the one. Never been on it. I've only seen a friend use it. Yeah, sure, right. Yeah, we're, we're What's the point? That. Smitty, we're buying that. What is the point? See, when I was your age... Go to a bar. Ben, when I, well, that's go what I'm saying. Go to a diner. When I was your age, you had to go, go to, to a, a bar museum. and you had to buy endless drinks to be ignored by multiple women. You can do it at you, home. maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think... Here's how I mean. You, you want to know how I'm, I know you I'm don't have getting, to buy that many drinks. You know how I, how I know I'm getting old, though? I just this had is, to make sure I smelled all right. This is really frightening. This is how you know when you're getting old. The other night, I walked by a cemetery. And I was attacked by a guy, two guys with shovels. <laughs> was it a rehearsed attack? <laughs> now, remember this rule, though, for getting old. Smitty, he, he's, he's long since passes. Red, yeah, he looks 15 years younger than you. I know. You have much nicer hair than he does, but he looks so much younger That's than it, you. That's it, though. And he's literally eight years older than you? Well, here's what you do. Remember this one rule. Regular naps prevent old age, especially if you take them while driving. <laughs> ben. I was waiting for it. I don't, I'm not in control of the rim shots. Jesus God almighty. You know, now that I'm older... I realized that my imaginary friend was really nothing more than an imaginary acquaintance. (laughs) Do you want to know the seven categories of old men? Uh, Yes. Spills, drills, thrills, bills, ills, 
pills and wills. <laughs> no, 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 that sucked. Uh, yeah, oh, no, no, no rim shot on that. That was terrible. This is when you went. That was terrible. Yeah, you know you're getting older by remembering past embarrassment of not zipping up your fly, but now hoping you remember when to unzip. <laughs> it's all about the urination. <sighs> Ooh, two in a row. That's probably all I got. You know what, though? The good news is I have a nice young... My wife is very young. She's she's awesome. She's homesick tonight with a uh, stomach flu. But she's so much younger than me. My thought process, I think, was justified and right because I, when I married her, I figured, you know, maybe she, she, we have a kid that'll give me somebody in 30 years to get a kidney from if I need one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sound investment. <laughs> uh, I think I'm done here. Just harvest your own organs. <laughs> Uh, I want to I want to uh, say thank you to a couple of people. First of all, my friend uh, uh, Jimmy Dietz, who owns the, uh, the the fabulous two restaurants, Joe Fish restaurants, one in North Andover, one in North Reading, and Dos Lobos. Because uh, every guest on this program, and I'm, geez, I'm already getting these guys bugging me for the guest the gift certificates, because Ben technically is a guest, and so is Smitty. Uh, it, it, free gift certificates to. Uh, I be- thought I was more than just a guest. <laughs> people that are on the program, but isn't that a nice thing to do for people? People, because most people eat, you know, as a rule. Uh, it's especially the the happy people who eat at Joe Fish in North Andover, and I, you know, my wife used to work up there. It's a fabulous place. One time I went in there, I said, Jimmy, I want the biggest lobster you have. So he went in and he came out riding it with a saddle. <laughs> no, he he came out with this giant lobster, and it, I guess. The lobsters are, you can tell if they're more youthful and, and uh, uh, vigorous, if they're bl- still kind of bluish underneath, you know? So he holds this lobster up at me like this. He goes, how's this one? And it was a three-pound lobster, maybe maybe more. And the thing looked at me and did the karate kick, karate kid stance. You know, the crane yeah. kick? Yes, he did. He did a crane kick at me, this lobster. And I, I always name the lobsters before I eat them. So that lobster was Ed, and he was not long for this world. After I got a look at him. But Joe Fish, a fine, fabulous restaurant. We invite all of our uh, our podcast listeners uh, to to go to those restaurants and enjoy themselves and tell Jimmy Dietz that Mikey says hi. Next week on the podcast, did you know this? We're going to have Boston sports broadcasting legend. What's his name? Oh, yeah. John Dennis. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Lobel joins us next week. Oh, man, I wish we could get guys like him on this show. I love Bob Lobel. He's such a great guy, and he's going to be with us on the next podcast. My thanks to Smitty and, of course, to Ben Kitchen, Young Ben. Good night, everybody. Good night.